1: Hey, 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 it's me, Tiffany. Wait, meanwhile, that's what I do for my my bad. Hey, it's Brad I forgot myself. That's usually what I do when I do like a live, a Facebook live.
2: Oh, I was, oh so you're code switching between <laughs> Tiffany, the yes. budget needs to... Oh, I see, I see. My
1: bad. Hey, guys, it's me, Tiffany, with Brown Ambition. (laughs) My bad, like, because I just went live last night, so clearly I'm in live mode. Anyway, we're back. We're Black. We're Brown brown. Ambition. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute, that's not right.
2: Oh, so yeah. Welcome to the best month of the year.
1: (laughs) Yes, super Blackity Black History Month.
2: Blackity Black. (laughs) African-American <laughs> Heritage Month, as my local library calls it. I was like, oh, okay. Well, wow. <laughs> they upgraded us.
1: <laughs> well, I guess it's better than the month for the coloreds.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, I found out my company doesn't give us, this is this is not a Black History Month thing, but last month we didn't get MLK Day off. Really? I think about it every year. I'm like, this is kind of lame. We don't get this holiday off. We get President's Day off. It seems like we should get MLK Day off. At the same time, we have unlimited PTO, like unlimited vacation days, and a lot of companies are doing that now. So I kind of tell myself, well, if I wanted to take it off, I could. But then why? It it just feels like one of those days on the calendar that every company should have off. Yeah. And I'm kind of wondering if I should make a stink about it. Do you think I, I should, should make a st- I don't know, like a small stink. Stink it up. You know, like bring it up with HR. Why? You know, just curious. Why do we not have this holiday off? And, yeah. you know, because... They they have changed policies in the past when people just like ask why do we do it this way? So I'm I'm just yeah I'm wondering because it feels disrespectful. What come? It's a little disrespectful, right? It yeah. does. What, what come? We don't got we ain't got it all. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> no, but don't sorry, girl.
2: I saw your girl Cynthia Arivo at the Oscars. Yes,
1: yeah, she sang down
2: beautiful. Did not watch it. I felt kind of sad. I usually like to sit down. I don't know why. It's such a waste of time to watch the Oscars. Yeah. I usually like to sit down and watch the whole thing, but I, of course I, I was in bed by like 8.30.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I just she really watched for, um Cynthia, I wanted to see her sing, obviously, which she slay? She got standing O. And, you know, she didn't win for, I mean, first of all, she was double nominated for, I think, like best song, right? And, mm, yeah, best um,
2: original song for,
1: mm-hmm. what is it, stand, stand up, up for, mm-hmm. for I love Harriet. that song, yep.
2: And then best lead actress, The Soul Black. Nominee action categories Shike. save them. They're trying to be like, "Oh, we got saved from being Oscar so white again because no. of Cynthia." I'm like,
1: oh. "Not quite." Yeah, yeah. It, that was kind of crazy. But I mean, she looked beautiful. She sounded beautiful. What a year for her! Yeah, I know. I mean. And you know what? If she would have won, she would have been an EGOT because she Ooh, already. Mm-hmm. That sounds surprising. She's, yep. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, like she's talented. you know very like she kind of rose to. To fame, like um playing is it Effie? Is that no no not Effie Girl? I'm thinking about gym girls. Um playing um uh what's the role on color purple not color purple. Now
2: you're missing, messing me up. Now I can't remember her name either. Damn <laughs> it. it. Is, you it know, is. I talked about that play. I talked about that play, all oh, that musical with Cynthia in it. Oh my gosh, she I brought know. me to
1: tears. It is color purple. It is color purple, right? Celie yes. yes. is her
2: best friend. What is Whoopi Goldberg's
1: character? <laughs> her name is um, Oh, this is
2: really frustrating. It
1: is. You know what? It's okay. It's okay. We we can't remember all the things. You can blame it on mommy beautiful brain. Book, and, beautiful book. Beautiful music. Everyone knows that I have the worst memory. So to, together we're Golden Girls. Now that you know what mm. Golden Girls is, um, we're Golden Girls. So it's okay. <laughs> I do. I do. But I did get well, to how see. Was you? I was supposed to say. Speaking of Lady O and um, her famous role in um, Color Purple, I got to see Lady Oprah this weekend along with Lady Michelle Obama, my first lady. Mm-hmm. So you
2: you know, went to the, what is this? Is this her tour? Yes, the, yeah, the w- Weight w- Watchers w- tour?
1: Mm-hmm. So, oh, I'm sorry, WW. Yeah, WW. Well, they don't mind. They, they, <laughs> she said Weight Watchers then too. Um, okay. But no, yeah, so Oprah's doing like this tour with Weight Watchers. So I, as you know, she's like, I guess she, clearly she has to have some ownership in Weight Watchers because Oprah's not out here on tour just because.
2: Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean she she took a stake in the company when she became a partner with them. Yeah, yeah,
1: she's and, in it to win it. And so I had joined WW. actually lost like fifteen, twenty pounds on it, and I've gained ten of it back. But whatever. But did so, you? Hmm. Yeah, I did. I mean, because at one point I was like bugging. I'm like Tiffany, you are eating yourself into delirium. And so, like I said, I <laughs> yeah, I lost. Uh, no, you know, in fact, I would say. I lost probably a good 20, 25 pounds and maybe gained 10 back. So I've kept 15 off and I'm still dipping a little. Like I'm being more reasonable with the weight loss now, with like um, eating more reasonably. And I cut out chicken. I never eat red meat anyways, but I really cut out chicken. And then, but I've allowed myself seafood and eating more greens. And so I'm seeing like it kind of reasonably dip down. And I do exercise daily in my downstairs gym, which I love. it. Even I tell myself, I don't care if you're in your pajamas and footy slippers, walk on a treadmill for 10 minutes while talking to your bestie. You know what Maybe I mean? Maybe not in slippers. That sounds sweaty. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you know what I mean? I tell myself, like, yeah. you tell yourself like, oh, I can't go because I'm like, no, no, no. I don't care. And the truth is I keep a pair of sneakers down there on purpose. So that way, I'm like, you have 20 minutes before your next call, go downstairs, 10 minutes, just walk. Walk and like, you know, and listen to your favorite podcast for 10 minutes and then go upstairs. You don't have to make it a thing, Tiffany. So it's made mm-hmm. me exercise more, but honestly... you calories in a rocking chair? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. you, you're burning, hours burning calories though, my breastfeeding.
2: My ass sitting in a rocking chair. What's that?
1: Breastfeeding, you burn a lot of calories.
2: You do, yeah. You burn about 500, depending on like how much milk you produce. Yeah, they, around 500 calories per day. And I did, I, you know, it has helped me. I basically lost the weight that I gained from the baby. What I haven't lost is all the stress weight I gained the year before that with the renovation. Okay. I'm still trying to shed my renovation 2018 pounds. <laughs> Yeah, it's helped. It's helped. I'm actually going back to work in a week and a half and – or actually a week now. And How do you feel about it? And I am it? looking forward to getting back. Just like my my routine from before, I was doing so much movement and so much, you know, just moving around and in the city and walking the dog. And I'm ready to get back to it, man. I, I feel stronger in a lot of ways, but I feel like my muscles and my legs have atrophied. Like – I just feel weaker and I'm ready to get back. Not to mention, I'd like to see if I can still hold the conversation with, like, other oh, humans. Adults,
1: yes. Oh, I like don't people. <laughs> uh, when I used to teach yeah. preschool, I used to totally come home and be like, "Okay, oh, how are you doing today? Oh, yes, you are. And I'm like, my boyfriend at the time was like, I need you to put away Miss Tiffany. Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to speak to regular adults. So I'd be like, stop it. Stop it right now. What did I tell you? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but I'm honestly, ready. it was what I needed. I because, ready. um... I've been working myself to the bone. Actually, this is going live on Wednesday. Da-da-da-da. The Molly Moore Kickstarter is live. Woohoo! If you go to mollymore.com, M A L I, more.com, the Kickstarter should be live. And basically, you could pre order your book via the Kickstarter. And we're using that money to donate books to kids who don't have access to books at home. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot what the Kickstarter is for. So we yes.
2: are raising money
1: to do. To, to, do, do, to donate. Mm-hmm, to donate books to kids. But it also, yeah. too, because, you know, like so um, last night I actually did like this like live lesson with my friend Angela, the assemblywoman. And she and I, you know, we wrote the bill that became the budget needs law to make it mandatory for middle school students to get financial education in New Jersey because New Jersey already had something for high school students. So last night she and I did a live where she walked through how you go from idea to a law. So she really walked through, how can you do it in your own state? It was really awesome. You know, if you're, if you're listening now, you can go to like the budget needs to Facebook page and it should be like pinned to the top of the Facebook page. So um, I thought to myself as I was like, you know, writing up Molly Moore and I was creating the book and I knew it was going to be able to allow parents and teachers and stuff to teach what's age appropriate for their child ages three to seven as far as financial education is concerned. Because I put those lessons and questions at the back of the book. I thought, but what happens for parents who don't live in like a New Jersey where you have access to that at your school? So I wanted to create like at the, on the Molly Moore website, I'm going to be hiring the financial educators that we know and love Mandra, most of the Brown ones. And I'm going to be hiring them, the ones who write things for kids and paying them to write additional financial education lessons, activities, curriculum that I can put on Molly Moore and give it away for free. So the Kickstarter is to hire those teachers to write these lessons. So y'all have a place to go, whether you're a teacher a parent, mom, dad, auntie, uncle, whatever. So you can get access to free age appropriate financial education and to donate a thousand books to kids. That's those are the two, the two purposes of the Kickstarter. And I can hear Superman coming up the stairs, making my life. I just, I don't even like, what does this mean, Mandy? Does he smell? <laughs> <laughs> it means it's comforting that some
2: things in life never change. Yeah, never.
1: I don't care where we live. No, but you know, one thing I do, he's getting better because when he hears me talking, he's assuming I'm not talking to myself. So I heard like, I heard the creaking and I heard the stop, like, wait, Tiffany's talking. <laughs> yeah. So is he backtracking?
2: Okay. Yes. All right, good. Bye. Oh, my gosh. That's I'm beautiful. Like, you know, yes. I found myself getting a little worried that I don't have enough books for Rio. And I'm like, listen, you could read him the back of like AARP <laughs> magazine yeah. and he would be just as enthralled. But, yeah, I love just it's so much fun. I'm I'm really loving getting to re-explore all the books that Yay, I loved as a kid. right? With him, And I've got, like, Spanish versions of all my favorites, too. So we can do, ¿Dónde está el ombliguito? Oh, Where's your belly button?
1: Oh, oh, it's, uh... I love that. Yeah, yeah I'm just, actually I... learning
2: some vocabulary myself. And honestly, honest. like,
1: children's books are, like, my favorite books because, like, the pictures are just so engaging. And, you know, the ones that are mm. done right. And Eric Carle books are amazing, of course. I love a good, like, if you have a super little one, that's a great book. Like, great series of books to start with. Brown Bear, Brown Bear is a fan favorite. Got it. There's a a Boom Chicka Boom. Like, like it's it's an an alphabet book. Got it. Yeah, that's an amazing book. I'm going to get, you know what, I should give you like a, because I have read like all the books. I mean, I'm sure some of the new ones, not so much, but when I taught preschool, I used to like devour books and find really the ones that were going to be really great books for the kids to like learn, you know, not just vocabulary and things like that, but like additional lessons. And so I put all of that, that's why I put all of that into Molly Moore, like, well, How do we, as a parent, like when I was a teacher, I used to think to myself, like there used to be this mouse book. I can't remember the name of it, but it was the mouse's first day of school and the mouse was nervous. And by the end, they made friends and had a good time. So whenever I had a student that was nervous the first like week of school, I would read that book to them and it would really put them at ease because they got to see like, oh, the mouse is scared, too. But the mouse made friends. So can I the mouse had lunch so can i and so i really like to use books to help kids navigate the world you know because they can they yeah. can project like their their feelings onto onto the character so i'm just excited so um, if you want to contribute to a good cause and get you an advanced copy of Happy Birthday, Molly Moore, hardcover. And there's a bunch of other, like, uh, I have a bunch of other rewards and stuff. Honestly, if you if you get it today, like, I have two rewards where I do an early bird special. You can save $5 on each of those rewards, whatever one you choose. But, yeah, I'm just excited because this is, like, a new, a new wave or just, like, a new, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's a shift for me because I get to go back to where I started, which is like the little ones. And of course, I'm not stopping the Budget Nista, but I have not been in this space for a long time and I've, I've always loved children. And so it's fun to be back here. And it
2: really is where it all started for you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's beautiful to see you make that connection between where you've gone and like kind of going back to, you know, exactly where you started at. I
1: love it. Yeah, the little babies. Can't wait to read it to Rio one day. Yeah, so Mollymore.com, get you a um, book and contribute What about you? you, I saw you on a a field trip this weekend. I was like, look at Mandy. Moving the house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know,
2: Rio gave us a a one five-hour stretch and one four-hour stretch of sleep back-to-back last week. What was it? Wednesday night? Mm Mm-hmm. And I felt like a brand new person the next day. I mean, like there were bunny rabbits and butterflies coming out of my butt all day, just like the sun was shining. I'm like, this is what it feels like to get nine hours of sleep. Okay, let's not be like eight hours of sleep. Um, But anyway, I felt so much better. And I was like, this is it. You know, this is we're back. We're back on track. And it was that day that a girlfriend of mine was supposed to go spend the weekend with a couple of other friends of ours. They had to cancel And she was like, You guys wouldn't want to come, would you? And she caught me at the exact moment when I was like, I can do anything. (laughs) Husband stayed home from work that day. So I wasn't holding the baby all day. I had help. And I was in a very, very, very optimistic mood. And I was like, yes, we can. Of course we can. So we said yes. And then the work began preparing like the mental and physical work of packing for like a 24 hour. It was only 24 hours. That's how long the trip was. Um, one night. We could have been gone for a month with the amount of things we had to bring. Because you kind of have to like recreate your house, even if it is for 24 hours when you have a newborn, like, gotta get the white noise machine. Machine, gotta get the monitor gotta get the travel bassinet gotta get two kinds of boppies not one kind of boppy do you know what a boppy is i, think, I didn't know what a boppy was yes i've heard of it it's like they
1: they sit, that's what they sit in right
2: it's a magical little pillow and yes you can like set the baby in it it's how i use the bathroom during the day to be, per- to be perfectly honest you put you plop the baby in the hole it's like a donut pillow Pop the baby in the hole. They don't move. You run to the bathroom. You run back. They're alive. You're happy. (laughs) Um, So I have that. And then I have one for nursing. It's just, I mean, the baggage. I was like, can we... (laughs) <laughs> for like, And it's the timing of when do you leave because you have the – he's awake for an hour before he melts down. Then you have the nap that's usually from like, you know, 30 minutes to two hours it can be. Then you have to feed him in between. So it's like you want them fed in the car seat, but you want them sleepy in the car seat. Mm. So it's like the mental, like hot, like, I don't know, double dutch is what it felt like when you're trying to like pick the right spot to jump in, you know, and like get the rhythm right. So we had a couple of false starts Saturday morning, finally got out the door and we did it. It was like a 3 hour drive. We went to the Catskills and stayed at this really nice, really cute little house and it was the house was round. It's called the Roundhouse. Um literally round. And so you feel like you're in with like panoramic windows, so you felt like you were in a snow globe because it was snowing and it was just beautiful and it was nice. I was talking earlier about how I miss speaking to grown-ups and I haven't really seen <laughs> friends like in this way um in, in weeks and weeks and weeks so it was amazing it was nice to just go prove that we could do it like we could maybe we could, we could take a little trip and not be chained to the house like we have been or like I have been yeah it was it was lovely
1: you know it's so crazy it's like I never got I remember when um when my sister Carol first had her first baby Roman and I'd be like oh I want to come over she's like oh no he's taking a nap I'm like so She's like, if you come to this house, you mm-hmm. will no longer my sister. And I used to yeah. be like, what is the big deal? Until I started babysitting. And I remember, like, um, my husband came home. I was babysitting. And I finally got the baby to sleep. I looked like, I mean, it looked like a tornado. He must have been, like, two. So he was walking. But just, of course, tearing everything up. You can't even pee. You can't do anything. And he was asleep. He's like, oh, Roman's over. Let me wake him up. I said, I will leave you. I will leave you. <laughs> do you want to lose a hand? hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you start to understand, like, so I can totally understand planning a trip based upon the baby's sleeping patterns because it's yeah. everything. Like, if this baby is up, everybody dies. So we need to keep this baby quiet. So, no, it's just funny yeah. how, like, it seems so crazy when, you, when you're when you not around a baby until, like, you're like, oh, it's my turn to take care of the baby. Th- three hours, two hours. Oh, no. Leave that baby quiet. Everybody needs to be silent.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the white noise machine is like, I've never liked white noise machines, but it is the reason we are still hanging in there, a white noise machine, because it blocks out any kind of noise you have, like the dog barking, like people talking, all the, you don't realize how much noise your house makes until you have a newborn. So shout out to whoever invented this. We have like five different ones. We have a portable one for the car seat to shove in there with him. And then we have, we were like the entire road trip, you know, road trips in the past, you know, we love to make a playlist on Spotify and rock, like jam out to whatever music we like. Three hours of white noise, three Mm -hmm. hours of white noise rain library on level 30, like on our car. That's what we listened to the entire way there. But happy baby, happy family. Yes. And we, we did it. So
1: I'm feeling pretty good. We did it. We did it. Uh, And I have, you know, something
2: happened to me that was interesting. You know, I feel like (laughs) nothing's interesting happened. I had a baby. That's interesting. (laughs) Like, yeah, I can have a life. I can do things and. Now that I'm going back to work in a little over a week, it felt good to, you know, push myself to get out a little bit. Yeah.
1: And your hair but, looks so cute. I saw you put, like, need a haircut. I'm like, uh, Mandy's hair looks gorgeous.
2: Listen, she she gets out of control <laughs> and she needs to be trimmed. Like, she's like an unruly head right now. But we just we just put her up in a big old poof on the head. Pineapple, for sure. Yeah, that was
1: cute. I was like, look at Mandy. You're looking like Thanks. a cute mom. <laughs> 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 Now that we've given y'all the tea, the weekend tea, we should call it that sometimes. <laughs> the weekend tea, brown ambition tea. Um, I would love to move on to my favorite section of the shizzle. That's when we get to take your questions. It's time for questions. You have questions. We may or may not have answers. We are not experts. We always say that. Instead, we're just your good girlfriends who are here to give you the best advice that we know how. But please reach out to a Financial expert, certified financial expert to um, get the best advice possible for your situation, a.k.a. don't sue nobody over here. Okay. (laughs) yes.
2: (laughs) Our first question, actually, you don't need a you don't need a financial planner for this, actually. But our first question comes from a listener who'd like to remain anonymous but has an interesting question about dating. She says, I recently started online dating, and while I have met some duds, I finally met a really great guy. He has already disclosed that he is financially savvy. Meanwhile, I haven't made the best financial decision since I purchased my home in the last five years. Before that, I was on target. At what point do you guys think I should disclose my financial state to a guy I'm dating she doesn't say how bad her finances are, but they seem like they're maybe not as great as mm. this guy says. His are. Hmm. If it's, hmm. I remember dating. Remember dating?
1: Mm. <laughs> Listen, I vaguely. I I'm what like, about so dating long. is,
2: especially <laughs> in the early days, everyone tries to put. I mean, you you are never at your better self than when you are first dating somebody. Like your hair is always right, like your teeth are always brushed, everything yes. is bright and shiny and cleaned, and your house is nice when they come over. And I kind of hesitate for you to assume like this guy. I don't know what kind of hints he's dropped about how financially savvy he is. But you may not know his full picture yet. And I, you don't go into specifics about yours, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want you necessarily to feel like you're less than or not financially savvy and he's so much smarter than you just based on maybe what he said early in the dating scene, you know, because who, who knows what's? you believe me. Yep. Someone else's I'm financially savvy is some, is another person's like, what are you doing? You know? Like you, you really don't know what they're what's going on until you really get deep and see what's actually happening with their numbers, and that doesn't happen for a while. I want to say financial discussions with my husband and I, they didn't really start until a couple of years, and we decided to move in together. And when you're moving in together, that's when I, you know, you really want to know what does the person's finances look like because you're gonna you're gonna start intertwining your finances, his or her you know, financial picture really impacts your own well-being. You don't want to get evicted, for example, um, because you can't, he can't cover his mm-hmm. half of the rent. So for us, it was when we moved in together. Also, I'm a nosy reporter at heart and I do a personal finance podcast. Yes. So he knew he was getting <laughs> something too, and I ask very, you know, pushy questions early on. As did I.
1: <laughs> um, But also too, I will say this, that if I was just dating and I didn't really see it going anywhere, honestly, I didn't potentially care unless you asked me like a question or whatever. But with Superman, I was looking at him as hmm potential husband, but I knew him from before. So it's hard. So I, I definitely asked because I was looking to see like, where do we, like, how was he with his finances? Meaning like, how did, how would it look into my life? Like, If he was, let's just say his credit score wasn't the greatest, but it was because of something reasonable, got it. Or was he someone who was like, oh, I've got $100,000 worth of credit card debt and it's not my fault. Oh, well, you know what I mean? I was really trying to get a gauge of level of responsibility. So I would say you don't have to disclose just now. You guys just started dating. But as things come up, you could definitely talk about it. As you get a little bit more serious, if you could really see this person as somebody serious in your life, then you should have like a talk about finances, like a purposeful talk about finances. But I think that it's still really early on. So I wouldn't... I wouldn't rush it or be afraid about it. I would just like, you know, like let it come up naturally until you decide, no, I really, really like this guy and we're getting more serious and we're probably we're exclusive now. Let's talk about money.
2: Yeah. And and also to your point, when it's early like that and to go back to what I was saying about when you're early dating and you try and everyone's a little bit shinier and, you know, their best selves when they're dating in the beginning. I just don't want – like if you're truly struggling financially or you have – let's say you have some debt that you're trying to pay off. I mean you want to be transparent enough to let him know where you're at so that the dating itself doesn't become a burden for you. For example, you know, when you're early dating, maybe he wants to go to a concert or a sporting event or whatever and – you know, you want to chip in or have a weekend getaway and it's like, who's paying for this? If, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a particular situation where you have your own financial goals to meet yes, and that's where dating can sometimes, you know, hinder your progress, you don't want to overextend yourself just to make him, you know, happy or to, you know, create some perfect version of yourself that he can fall in love with or, you know, be attracted to or whatever you, so it's like, you're gonna to have to feel things out, and you're good. at the same time you want to be honest, not dishonest. What Tiffany said, you know, don't reveal more than what you feel like is necessary for the for the length of time you've been dating and how serious you think things are.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But what you should be, you know, transparent about is that you, regardless of where what your financial state is, that you care about it and that you have certain goals and you have you're working toward paying off debt or saving or whatever it is. You can let them know that so that. You know, you can plan the activities that you guys do accordingly
1: and they yeah. can sort of get their expectations in alignment. Yes, I was going to say that. That That's actually you know, like a great point. You don't want to be like, everything's perfect. And then he's like, well, why can't we go on a trip? So those are perfect opportunities yep. to then interject and say, hey, this is what I have going on. And this is why I can or I can't or I have to modify, you know, what or whatever these plans are. So that's actually they call that like when when I was a teacher, they would call that teachable moment. So like in that moment, you know, let's just say a kid hits another kid. It's like that's a perfect moment to talk about why we have to use our hands nicely, whatever. Same thing with your finances. Like in that moment, it's a great time to be like, oh, you know, I didn't mention, but I'm working on my credit card debt and blah, blah, blah. You know, so mm-hmm. those are great moments to kind of interject and that way he gets to get a a realistic view of where you are with your finances, um, you know. So, but good luck to you, girl. Because I'm not gonna lie, before Superman, I was like, child, dating is for the birds, child. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> stressful. It's it just thinking
2: about her having to tell some had to having to reveal because it is private to you. You know, yeah. your financial picture and having to reveal to someone that you barely know. Hey, you know what? This is my this is my situation. I know how I got here, and I'm working on it. And then you you leave yourself vulnerable to their judgment. All I can say is if, you know, his reaction to what you tell him about your finances, what you're working on and what happened his you know, look carefully at how he treats you and and his response to that, because that will tell you a lot about how he will be as a partner. If this mm-hmm. is something that you, you know, want for the long term, is he supportive? You know, is he like, great, you know, we're going to cook at home tonight and or we're going to go to a matinee movie to save you know, whatever, five bucks, if he is all about it, or if he's like, man, I really want to go to this concert, it's lame that you can't go with me, pay attention to those yes. signals. And honestly, if he can't love you where or, you know, start to like you where you are in your journey now, then, you know, that's a real signal to what it is, where you may be going with him in the future. And it wouldn't be good. Believe me. You just, you it's like, luck. yeah, you don't want anyone like that in your life.
1: Yeah, but good luck though. It sounds, I mean, yes, he sounds man. awesome thus far. So, woo, woo, fingers crossed for you, boo, boo. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for your question. Let's take
2: one more really quick. Mm-hmm. This comes from a listener who we will also keep anonymous because I don't know her name, so that makes <laughs> that easy. Let's call her Sally. Sally, sure. Good old. I don't know any. I've never met a Sally in my <laughs> me, entire life.
0: <laughs> me <laughs> like, either. Me either, Uh, but you
2: know what? We'll start it now. Uh, Cool. She says, the information both of you ladies are sharing has really changed my family's financial life. Thank you so much. Sending you guys a virtual hug. Here's my question. Would you please share your thoughts on peer-to-peer lending from organizations like LendingClub.com and Prosper.com? Are there other peer-to-peer lenders out there as well? Mm. Well, I wonder if she's asking from an investor standpoint, because with peer-to-peer lenders, you can invest, or yes. if she's asking from like, I want to borrow money
1: from one yes. of these, through one of these platforms. Because I will say, I'm not familiar with those platforms, but peer-to-peer lending, as far as investing, have you have you heard of Kiva? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kiva's great. You know, so I've used Kiva to peer-to-peer lend, but in this way where it's like um, someone, usually I, I almost always pick a woman, It has a business in, you know, any part of the country. They have it in the U.S. as well. So you can pick, you know, you can kind of pick a country or pick a cause or whatever. And so that woman or that man or whoever, let's just say it's a woman in Nigeria and she has a basket weaving business and she wants to raise $200 to buy the material she needs for the basket. So then, you know, I can contribute to that $200. She raises her money. She makes her baskets and she pays back at like a very low fee interest fee back she pays back that two hundred dollars and now it might take two years for me to get you know like my fifty dollars back or whatever but i'm not lending to thinking about getting my money back i'm lending because i want to help somebody else have the ability to do something and they just need a little bit of capital backing so i'm familiar with that but i'm not familiar with like peer-to-peer lending in the structured way yeah, Kiva's different because Kiva, I've used Kiva before
2: too. You give money, you don't really make a return on your investment. Yes. But it's a great way to like to have it have 20 bucks and see how far it can go because mm-hmm. they give it, they pay it back to you and then you can relend that same $20 to another
1: $2. Yes, one. I love that. Yep.
2: Um. So peer-to-peer lenders, really quick. So Prosper Lending Club, they basically came on the scene... I, in the years after the recession, and they are an alternative way to invest. So if you're an investor, for example, you know, the same way that when you take out a mortgage or you have credit card debt, you know, these banks and financial services, they bundle up this debt and they sell it to investors. And they sell it to investors because we pay interest on that money, right? So eventually that interest can be some form of return on investment for investors. That's a very simplistic way of explaining it. So, with a lending club or a Prosper, there's a lot of people like, let's say Tiffany and I wanted to borrow a thousand bucks on Lending Club or Prosper. Depending on our credit score, we might get a rate of 15% or 20% or whatever. We're going to be paying a rate that interest on that money in the future. Mm. Other people on the other side may invest in a bundle of loans from Prosper or Lending Club. That have an interest rate of fifteen percent, like you know we've gotten, and as we pay interest, they're earning interest on their investment. So they invest money that the platform can use to lend to people like us. We pay interest, and it goes back to those investors who funded the pool in the first place. Does that make sense? Yes. Following to it me? Does. No, it does make sense. You mm-hmm. with me? Mm-hmm. So the benefit for a borrower is that these companies kind of offered a non-traditional way to borrow money outside of credit cards or really bad high-interest debt like payday loans. Some of them do offer reasonable-ish rates if you have, you know, not the greatest, if you have fair credit. And they can be a, you know, decent alternative. But some of them also have really, really high rates. And you can end up with loans that aren't necessarily the best deal. But they are an alternative form of investing. Okay. As an investor, you want to be, you know, you have to, you go into these platforms having an idea of what kind of debt you're investing in. So, It does sound pretty lucrative. Like if you're going to pick, oh, I'm an investor. I want to buy up some loans from one of these websites. Don't you want the loans that have the highest interest rates? Mm -hmm. Sure you do. But you have to understand those are the riskiest borrowers. Yes. The reason they have such high interest rates is because they maybe have poor credit or poor credit histories, you know, had trouble paying back debts in the past. So you're assuming additional risk as an investor. So it's it's an interesting way to invest if you're looking for a non-traditional way to invest or a different, you know, platform to invest through, and it's also an alternative way to borrow. How I feel about it is how I feel about any sort of financial product. Do your research. If you're looking at this from like a, a perspective of someone wanting to borrow money to consolidate debt or to make a purchase, like you know, getting a regular personal loan, just compare your options with other lenders out there. Go to your good old credit union, got to say it. Go to your bank that you're banking with right now, see what kind of rate they can give you. The good thing about online platforms is typically they may have some sort of soft pull to see what kind of rate you may qualify for or, you know, let you see without dinging your credit score. And then you can compare that offering to what else you might have out there. And as an investor, I personally don't invest in these platforms. So I would do additional research to see the pros and cons. But I do know that some people um, find this to be very exciting and you know, potentially lucrative forms of investing. But I personally don't have experience there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you explained it perfectly. So we don't know whether she's looking to borrow herself or she's looking to be on the investor side. But if you're looking to borrow yourself, just always remember, like, you you know, you want to put yourself in position to be able to actually pay back because my assumption is anything that you borrow and don't pay back is definitely... to could cause a ding on your credit score, and your credit report. And that's not something that you want to deal with if you don't have to. But it's better than obviously like someone asked me the other day, I saw in my Facebook group, someone asked about payday loans and I wanted to scream, no, 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 mm. you know, because it's like, oh, but I, I mean, I can only imagine how bad things must be for you to consider a payday loan. Because I, I, it has to be bad, obviously. No one gets a payday loan skipping and smiling and happy about it,
2: you know? Well, it's not even like the payday loans of the past where it's a CD storefront, you know, at the strip mall. It's a lot of online lenders now are creating loans that are essentially payday loans. Um, they may say, well, in some states where, and even in some states where they've capped the interest rates that you can have on payday loans, you know, what some lenders are doing to get around that. They're tacking on these things called credit service organization fees. Mm which will be maybe even hundreds of dollars onto the the cost of the loan you're borrowing. And they'll say, oh, your interest is, you know, 36% or 16%. And you think, oh, this isn't so bad. But they add on that credit, sor- that's CSO fee, it's hard to say, credit service organization fee, CSO fee, you know, of $500 or whatever. And they bundle that into the loan that you're borrowing and paying back over the next three or four years. And that's how they wow. make their money. It's how they get around the interest rate cap. So. <sighs> Read the fine print. Because yes. um, uh. even the the ones that seem, oh, this is an online bank. It's not like that payday lender around the corner, you know, at the, you know, right next door to the, I'm trying, why am I I'm, I'm thinking about Blockbuster right now? Blockbuster doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs>
1: like, I'm trying to Dang think of no. like a CD storefront, whatever. Um, but I don't um, know you mean like the, you know. the chicken shack place that also does uh, um check cashing and then payday loans all in the same place. Exactly. Yeah, definitely want to stay away from those if 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 possible. Because some people, I mean, if your back's against the wall and you're like, "How do I feed my kids?" I mean, it's it's easy for us to say because we're not in that position. Because even when I was in a position where I didn't have any money, I always had a place to stay and food to eat because I had family. But not everyone has that. That that's that's a privilege that not everyone has. Quite honestly, so. We're definitely not here to judge those choices, but to just give you the information about the choices that you might be compelled to choose.
2: Yeah. And thank you for asking. Thank you for asking this question. Feel free to follow up if you had a more specific question or something something that we didn't touch on um, with our answer. But thank you very much. You guys, of course, you can send us your questions. We love to get them. You can hit us up on Instagram at Brian Ambition Podcast or hit us up on email. Brian Ambition Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>
1: So I'm excited about our brown boost. Brown break I almost said wins cuz you know every every week I forget. I don't I mean sometimes I wonder god why don't I have a memory? The fact that I'm 40 and don't have a memory normally you'd be like, "Ooh, that's concerning." No, 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 no. 6-year-old Six, Tiffany, no memory. 10-year-old Tiffany, no memory. 20-year-old Tiffany, nope, 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 no memory. By the time I get to be 80 and my grandkids are like Grandma don't have no memory. I'm going to be like, ma'am, Ben that had no memory. It don't want nothing to do with me being 80. (laughs) Listen, you have
2: done very well for yourself with the brain that you have. So let's, we just, I just accept it. This is who you are. The same way I don't remember anyone's name and it's really embarrassing. Really, really embarrassing. What are you going to do? Boost or break?
1: I am going to boost for something really exciting. So I'm actually going to Bogart and go first. I'm going to boost hair love. Did you see they won an Oscar last night for animated shorts?
2: World's yeah. cutest six minute video. You guys yes. gotta go watch it on YouTube.
1: Yes, do your Google's. Type in Hair Love. There's a the director. His name is Matthew Cherry. So he, apparently he used to play football, but has since now gotten into the music. Um, not music. Um, he's a director. So he's actually directing like a mix ish or blackish tonight, like a um an episode. So he he directs and so apparently Hair Love started off as a Kickstarter because he wanted to do a short, like an, an animated short. About to normalize black hair, and so people could young people can really see just the beauty in how your hair is. It's just it's it's automatically beautiful, it's really touching, and it's wonderful. He launched his Kickstarter, I think he was asking for like $75,000, ended up making over $200,000. And it was so popular the video that he ended up creating a book to go along with Hair Love. The Hair Love book did very well, it just got the Coretta Scott King. Award, I believe Calcutta Award, something to, basically for, for um illustration. Her name is Vashti. I can't remember Vashti's last name. She's a very well-known Harrison? Illu- yes. Of course I remember Vashti, but not Harrison, because that's Tiffany, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so Vashti also did Lupita Nuango's book. Um Solo. Solo, yeah. So she did that too. She's an amazing illustrator, Vashti. So anyway, so the the video, beget the book, the book becomes this this monster. Bestseller. And then he had tweeted, like, I think it was like five or six years ago. He said, one day I'm going to be nominated for an Oscar. And yesterday he won his Oscar. And it was just, it was amazing because what I loved is that he brought, there was a, I I think we might have talked about this young man. I'm not sure, but there was a young man. I uh, I don't know if it's in New York or New Jersey, but he was not allowed to walk during graduation because he didn't want to cut his locks, which I thought was egregious. Yes, mm -hmm. And so, but people really surrounded him with love and like, your hair is beautiful the way it is. And so he wasn't allowed to walk. But um, Matthew Cherry brought him yesterday to the Oscars. I know that principal is like, because will you ever go? No, never. Brought him to the Oscars with him because he wanted to show him that your hair is beautiful just the way it is. And that's the purpose of the short. And so it was just such a beautiful thing. And what I love is that all of these books that are coming out with these Brown, beautiful brown faces on the cover just are paving the way for me to be able to do this with Molly Moore as well. So it's just like it just warmed my heart to see that happen, to see, you know, like the Oscars, um, you know, an Oscar go to such a beautiful book that was definitively about black beauty And you know what makes us so amazing, how different our hair is, and how it's all good hair. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my brown boost. I was just like, I've been following the story, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And so, I just love to see stuff like that. You love to see it. That's what the young kids say now, Mandy. I'm not sure if you're up on it. But when something good happens, they be like, oh, you love to see it, or we love to see it, or I love to see it, just so you know.
2: That's like a phrase. Fr- okay. All
1: right. Thanks. I need to know these things. What else are, <laughs> what
2: else are people saying out there in the world? I don't know. Because gotta... I'm about to reenter society, and I need to sound like I know what they say in
1: 2020. <laughs> um, my, my I don't intel know. I just noticed that. I was like, ooh, I need to get myself a young mentee. Well, because all my mentees are like in there. They're, like, in their 30s and stuff, and some of them, like, like early 40s. But I need to get myself, like, yeah. a young, young mentee, like, a teenager, so she can keep me, like, in the loop because Supergirl don't want to tell me nothing. I'm like, oh, what, what are the kids saying? She's like, uh, nothing.
2: <laughs> she, is she turning 13 this year or 12?
1: No, she's turning 14 this year. She's already 13. Going on Wait, 45. when did she turn 13? I know. Oh, my God. I feel Last oh, the, how did I miss it? I, and meanwhile, we're just, like, we're, like, eye to eye. We're the same size shoe because, you know, her father's 6'6". Oh, she my is God. Tall. Protect she's tall. so your closet. pretty. I know. I'm not even going to lie. I was like, is that my dress? <laughs> Meanwhile, of course, it looks better on her because, you know, but she yes. is, like, beautiful, honestly. She's got, like, this beautiful chocolate skin. She's just such a pretty girl. And I, I can already tell that, like, I could see sometimes her father looking at her mad. I'm like, stop. He's like, but why? Why is mm-hmm.
2: she growing up? <laughs> I'm like, get ready. I know. The late teens are coming.
1: I was like, I know the little boy's sniffing around. And I'm like, I'm like, you had a boyfriend? She's like, "Now." No. But I'm like, mm, somebody's, because I was using her computer when my computer was on the fritz. Somebody's blowing up the little, like, um insta- like, um like uh, she has an iPhone, iPhone messenger, bling, bling. I'm like, mm, who's this with the hard eyes? Okay. I didn't tell her daddy, though, because I'm like, mm, I'm not trying to be the cause of some young boy's death. But uh, I just told her mother. I, <laughs> <laughs> I told her mama. She's like, oh, no, I know about it. I'm like, okay, just want to keep it on the up and up. She said, don't tell her father. I'm like, I have not because, you know, he's not ready for it.
2: At least you're an extra pair of eyes on the ground. Yes, I am. <laughs> all right, let me be quick because I hear my master, my <laughs> boss downstairs getting um, <clears throat> uh, cranky. So my, I was going to do this last week, but I had something better, but or something different. So this week, I I've been thinking a lot about the word "should" and how it is like the bane of my existence. And I feel like I ha- there's those people in your life. Well, first of all, the word the word should. I use a lot when I'm trying to beat up myself. I should do this. I should do that. I should feel this. I should feel that. I should look like this. I should, 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 should. And I'm really trying to ban it from my vocabulary because I feel like should is the root of all unhappiness. So I'm mm. taking a brown break from should personally. I'm trying to, especially around being a new like new moms. I should be doing this. Or the, even worse, the baby should. The baby should be sleeping overnight and he should be eating every 2.5 hours because that's what Healthline.com says. It's the first result on Google. So it has to be right. No, should as honestly. One of the reasons I've, I think I've, i that has led to all the anxiety I've been feeling, um, the past couple of months. So I'm, I'm trying to get better about the shoulds. And when I hear myself saying I should, I just mentally try and clock it and rewrite the sentence in my head. But then I also realize, like, what drives me nuts are the f- there's people in your orbit, the should of friends, like the should, like we should get coffee sometime, or we should mm. get dinner sometime, or we really should, you know, hang out. It's been months, it's been weeks, and it exhausts me, those people, because it never actually happens. Like, there's a people who say we should, 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 and then they actually never follow through and make those plans. And I just feel like those are the kind of people who I can, I'm going to go into 2021 wanting to do a little bit less, dealing a little bit less with those types of like acquaintances, the ones who, I don't, I don't even know what category To put them in, it's frustrating because you feel like you have almost the promise of a connection, but because they never really like really follow through on the plans that they are so excited and think that we should be making in the future. I don't know. I just want to try and move away from those types of acquaintances. There's just there's less time for it, and also it feels I don't know disingenuous. And it also Mm. I'm trying to reflect on myself and. I'm the kind of person who, when I see someone or I want to make a plan with somebody, I really try and follow through on it. And I guess it, when you don't feel like that's being reciprocated or you have people in your life who who are overly optimistic about the potential for what their own time is, it. I don't know, it, it can just, I don't, maybe I'm alone in this, but just it grates on me. And I think it's, I think it's a little rude. And I think it's a little just something that I'm kind of outgrowing now. So being more precious with my own time and how I spend it and spending it less less energy with the people who are the should kind of people. I love that. And also trying personally to think about the word should and how it damages my own self-perception and my own um, mental health, you know, from day to day. And just something I'm working on, not trying to be all, you know, wishy-washy because obviously I'm working on stuff, but it feels like one of the most impactful things I can be doing to, to help myself feel better day to day. Um, less should and just go, you know, going at my own pace and just where i meeting myself where I'm at right now and like meeting the baby where he's at right now, <laughs> despite yes. what the internet says he should be doing Yeah, uh, 10.5 weeks Yes. Old. Yeah. Oof.
1: That's like, that's the hardest part. Like that you'll notice that with kids especially. But I love that taking shit out because I definitely do a lot of things I feel obligated to do because people hit me all the time. Can you sit on this board? Can you this? Can you that? Can you that? And I'm like, ah, oh, I feel like, am I a bad person? Because I'm like, I want to sleep one day. No. And so I like that. But especially with kids, I tell parents like I'm, um, even there's like a young woman on our team because they were telling stuff of her about her baby. And I was like, honestly, you are this child's mother day in, day out. You are connecting with your baby. No one has better insight as to what's happening than you do now. Yes. Are there these kind of like basic templates, but you are going to find that your child is going to exceed on some form of the, some scale and that your child is going to not exceed on some form of the scale. It doesn't Those things are just there as as like a general guiding post, but by no way does that mean like, oh my God, my kid doesn't know like six letters, you know, by the time he's one, what does that mean? Nothing. Nothing. Most kids fall within average. There are 10% of the population that are above average. There are 10% of the population that they experience more challenges, but 80% of us fall somewhere within average. And so the likelihood is that your child falls somewhere within that average and- your job as, like, their parent is just to to create an environment where they can maximize who and how they are. But, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I mean, I know, I know see it as a teacher, and parents would come to me all the time crying like, my doctor said or did I said. I'm not saying discount what they say. It's just that, like, you know you're a child. I mean, your doctor doesn't live with you. So if they're like, or the teacher or that person who's like, oh, they should be in a special class. Who said? I can't tell you how many times they've said that about me or one of my sisters. And meanwhile, look at us now. Like my, one of my sisters, she's a whole engineer now. And it was like, mm, she needs extra help. No, you know what it was? She thought differently. She thought in a way that an engineer thinks. So she was having a hard time with the way materials was being presented because her brain functions differently. And now that she's out in the real world where she's allowed to connect with things in a way that's natural to her, she's slaying. So, like, yeah, it's it can be really detrimental out here for especially brown babies. But, you know, you are fierce lioness of a of a of a mother. So Rio has the right one. Because my mother was like that. Like I am not the one, the two or the three. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you have to be with these brown babies. And so yeah, just remember that then. I, like, Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I can't protect him from the shoulds if I'm do if I'm shooting myself up. Yes. You know? <laughs> like if that. I'm <laughs> if I'm if I'm shoulding myself, I'm gonna should him and I and I don't wanna I don't want to do that to him. So living life free of shoulds as much as I can. As much as I can.
1: Yeah. All right. All right, let me go. I know. Get that baby. So, as per usual, great show, Mandra. Again, mollymore.com, please support. I want all the babies to have access to financial education. We help get y'all together. We really want to start with the kids and move our way up because I feel like if we can normalize talking about money in a way that's age appropriate, then you can help sidestep some of the challenges that you have as an adult and you can help your children sidestep those challenges so mollymore.com and even if you're watching this 10 years from now mollymore.com will still lead you to getting a book even if it's not the the kickstarter campaign
2: love it we'll be signing up immediately
1: congrats Congrats. thank Thank y'all
2: all right we'll talk with you next week next week